0: Here we go, here we go, y'all. Coming at you with another edition, the number two edition of Mother Loving News with Cliff Broadbeck. You know, I, I really uh, feeling these smooth jams today, y'all. So uh, it's good to see you. Welcome back. Today is, let's see, today is June twenty nine, two thousand twenty one, and uh, we got some good stuff coming up. Today's kind of a woke episode. We're going to talk about woke stuff. I know, I know, everybody's tired of hearing about woke. But you're going to hear about Woke today. You're going to hear about some fun Woke. We're going to make Woke a good time, which is almost never a thing that happens. Uh, Hit me up on Broadbeck or at Broadbeck Cliff uh, on Twitter. I'm there. We're streaming live on YouTube, Twitch, DLive. Uh, You can hit me in the chat box if you'd like to talk a little bit. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about the same thing we talk about every day, the news that I care about. Because I don't care about everything. Sometimes there's some nonsense out there, and I couldn't care less. If you want to hear about Britney Spears... um, probably not always the place for you, but sometimes you never know. Sometimes I get a wild hair. Um, uh, tomorrow. I just want a little, little bit of a liner note here tomorrow. Uh, we are not going to be live here. I'm going to be, uh, hanging with my boys over at old man focus podcast. Every Wednesday night we stream live on the same channels you got. You can check us out on YouTube, Twitch or, uh, D live at old man focus podcast. Look us up. It's a good time. There's actually a few episodes available. Um, on, uh, you know, the regular outlets Spotify, Apple podcasts, whatever. If you're an old school fan of that podcast, you know that we updated that stream recently and kind of did a reset to clean it up for our video audiences because we weren't always saying very friendly things just saying, um, today. So I said, we were going to talk about, this is our woke episode. We were going to talk about all kinds of different things. I learned a new term today. Uh, it's called code switching. We're going to talk about what on earth, this concept of code switching is. We'll get to that shortly. Uh, our, that's our first story coming up. We're also going to talk about gay football, <laughs> gay football. Um, if you like football, you might love gay football. Uh, we're certainly going to touch on that. And then we're going to talk about a really, really, this isn't even news. This is old. I just didn't know it. I came across the story that, uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about OJ Simpson's driver's license. That's, that's one that, uh, I personally found to be, uh, kind of interesting I didn't, there's there's an update. Let's call it an update. Uh, I didn't know that there was ever news about OJ Simpson's driver's license, but it turns out that there in fact was news about OJ Simpson's driver's license. We'll talk more about that here in a little bit. We're going to talk about Nickelodeon and some of their woke moves and what that's costing them. And then finally, uh, apparently how you can hurt the most powerful military, most powerful military members feelings, um, turns out they're people too, and they have feelings and you can certainly crush their dreams and hopes and make them very, very sad. Um, all that's on deck tonight. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a good time. Woo. It's going to be fun. I I'm looking forward to this. It's been a pretty good day. I, uh, just on a personal note, what I've been up to today is I slept until 10 30, uh, AM, which is, uh, I hate to say it disappointingly kind of an early time for me to get up lately. Been slacking. Uh, sometimes you won't see me until the PM hours, which is, uh, I think a statement about the condition of my life. Um, maybe not one to be proud of. Uh, so I uh, got up a little early today made some breakfast, went and hit the gym lift. I know you can't tell by looking at me, uh, but I do go to the gym quite frequently. Uh, and then I went for a very long walk and here in Texas, it is a hot, hot, hot time. Um, I think I got up around 90, which doesn't sound that bad. But it's been uh kind of rainy lately, so we've got some high humidity. Uh, you know, the the dry heat just isn't as bad. They tell me it's not that shabby. Uh, apparently, dry heat um is not something that you necessarily uh would want to be all that concerned about. You know what I'm saying?
1: If you don't understand that you're in the wrong business.
0: <laughs> yes, Biden. If you don't understand it, then you're absolutely in the wrong business, according to Joe Biden. Um, that's not me. That's him. So what are you going to do? Uh, so let's start off with code switching. What on earth is code switching? I was scrolling through Twitter. I like to do that again. Hit me up at broadbeck cliff on Twitter. Oh, it look at that. It looks like you might not be able to even see my Twitter handle all that. Well, let me pop that up for you a little bit, make that a little more visible for you. Gonna, gonna give you some, uh, ability to read that. Um, so hit me up at broadbeck cliff, uh, on Twitter and I'll be happy to uh, chat with you. I have almost no friends on there. It's a brand new account. I, I had previous accounts, but, uh, couple of things kept happening. I either kept getting or I was saying horrific stuff that would have gotten me, uh, let's say alienated from society. Uh, that seems to be the, the play that, uh, some of our, our more sensitive friends in society like to use. Um, let's talk code switching real fast. Uh, this is something that I stumbled across an article, uh, today and it says, uh, the headline here is code switching at work is taking a psychological toll on black prof- professionals. I was like, oh, my gosh, what do I don't even know what this code switching stuff is. I'm not I've never heard of it. I'm unfamiliar with it. Um, don't know what's going on with it. So I'm going to I'm going to read a little bit of this article. This is older. This is from December 5, 2019, but brand new information to me. Uh, and since I haven't heard much about it, maybe this particular term didn't catch on like uh, some of the other wokisms that we're familiar with, perhaps more familiar with. Um, so let's see what 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 this is all about. So it says ask most black professionals what they do. Uh, to fit in at work and you'll get a, a knowing head nod. I don't know what a knowing head nod. I assume that's it. hmm Um, I've making assumptions here. Uh, many of us are so used to changing up how we speak, look, and act to make others comfortable that we're hardly even aware we're doing it anymore. Okay. So hold on a sec. Let's, let's go back. <laughs> so the problem here is this author's already shot themselves in the foot. Apparently. Code switching is when you change how you speak, look, and act to make other people comfortable. But then they go on to say they don't even notice they do it anymore. The headline of the article is that it's taking a toll on black professionals. I'm confused um, about what I should be concerned about. I just don't know anymore because they, they've they already shot themselves in foot. But let's continue. Uh, it's called code switching. And even though it often helps us get ahead, it it's taking a toll on our well-being, according to an analysis published uh, recently By Harvard Business Review. I love Harvard saying it. It must be absolutely true, right? Um, Never heard anything uh, nefarious or dishonest coming from Harvard. We'll continue. A handful of African-American academics are highlighting the social and psychological repercussions of code switching, noting that previous research has shown it can deplete cognitive resources and hinder performance and also reduces authentic self-expression and contributes to burnout. I'll be honest with you. When I read this, I, I was like, preach on because I, I happen to agree if there's a term for I didn't know there's a term for it. I didn't. I thought it, it was called being polite. I had no idea, but I have apparently I can identify with this feeling black America. I have been forced unacceptably to code switch daily in my life, and I don't care for it one bit. I couldn't. I, I don't want to stand for it. I, I won't. I will do it some more because I got to have a paycheck and let's all be honest. We're going to keep doing it regardless of what Harvard Business Review says. Um, but apparently I've been code switching this entire time. I didn't know because it turns out that if I didn't have to, what what's the term here? This is a very important part that I want to make sure I don't, uh, I don't mess up how we speak, look and act. Oh, I want to make sure I get all the speak there. Speak, look and act is important. The reason that's important is because. You hear me right now, and I'm actually moderating. For, I'm having to code switch right now. YouTube, the oppressive YouTube and the oppressive Twitch, not so much DLive, You're pretty wild out there. But the oppressive YouTube and the oppressive um, Twitch require me to code switch daily because my culture, which is indicated on my hat here. I just want to make sure nobody got confused. I come from a very long line of uh, white trash. Uh, my culture means that I use profanity nonstop, Nah, it's not really true. It's not nonstop. I'm actually trying to get off of it because I'm tired of code switching. <laughs> so uh, no, but, but seriously, I, I, I want to be able to say whatever I want. I want to be able to do whatever I want and I want to look how I want. Um, so I'd love to act, speak and look in an authentic way. It turns out if I was allowed to look, I was thinking about this deeply. I was like, man, if, if I didn't have to code switch, how would this change my life uh, for the better? What would be Uh, a a more, (laughs) what would be a more appropriate way, uh, a more authentic way for me to act if I could go to work without having to engage in code switching, which is, I I tend to agree the devil. Um, And it turns out that I would probably wear the exact same clothes every day. Um, In fact, right now I am, I am dressed as an authentic me which is wearing a uh, fitted baseball cap. I like them fitted because I don't appreciate the back of my head balding being <laughs> obvious to everyone. It's a really horrific situation, by the way. You should see. Actually, here, I'll share. Here's the back of my head, y'all. It's really it's shameful. I don't appreciate that I've been cursed with poor genetics. But there's the harsh, the harsh reality. There it is. So I'd wear this hat on a daily basis. I'd wear this polo shirt. And there, I, I, I definitely would wear this polo shirt. This is a golfing shirt. I don't even golf. I've golfed, I guess, two. Oh, I don't even know what it's called when you only do nine holes. Two halves of a golf thing. Um, I wear the golf shirts all the time. Uh, mostly because what I find about the polo, the golf polo in particular, is made of a very forgiving material. And it helps to not accent my back fat. It keeps my haunches breathing. It, it, I, I like to have breathable haunches. Um, I find that 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 helps me be authentically me um, because authentic me likes breathable back fat haunches. So uh, let them let them haunches flap, but you know, in a way that's masked uh, so that I don't feel insecure. Hashtag fat shaming. Um, I would wear these these cargo shorts that are made of the lightest material on earth because. Uh, sometimes my, my lower body gets hot i get i get some under <laughs> my walk today i get undercarriage um sweat let's say on my walk today i was walking around it was super hot i got done with my walk and i looked down and on my shorts so if these are my shorts my shorts are this wide there was a strip of body sweat that went from the front to the back about that wide down the middle all the way around it was like a one one giant racing stripe of sweat in my crotchal region that's neither here nor there, but if I was authentically me, if I wasn't forced to code switch by the oppressive man, then I could walk around with my, my, uh, sweat racing stripe, which I would appreciate. I don't see why that's a problem. Um, I also realized that, uh, by the end of the week, I think people would want to avoid me because I'm not big. Like as the week goes, on, I would, I do, I do laundry on the weekend. So on Monday, my, 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 my authentic me would smell fine. By the end of the week, I think authentic me would smell like a big old pile of trash, which is fitting. Um, code switching a term and a problem that I didn't know existed until today, but apparently has been something of real concern to the folks at the Harvard Business Review since uh, for about the past 18 months, which I mean, by gosh, dude, this is terrible.
1: This is horrible. Um. Jeez. Code switching. It's uh, the, the problem you didn't know existed.
0: Um, wow. What do we have here? I'm sorry to jump so dramatically. I hit a button. I didn't mean to, but here we are. We have the big gay football. Um, I didn't know. I guess this is a new edition, by the way. It looks like the, the pride flag. We have some black and brown stripes. That's weird. I didn't know the black and brown stripes had been added. I assume that's for like a Black Lives Matter, Brown Lives Matter thing. But then you got every color in the flag, except for white, which ironically, if we're talking about white privilege and um, white superiority, I think it's odd that this flag inherently means that the most important part of whatever information you lay on top of it is most likely going to be in white. Isn't that odd? Look at that. You can't use any other color. The NFL had to make the vast majority of their logo white because uh, it's the only color not included in the flag. Weird. Isn't it ironic? It's almost like the left is, in fact, um, pushing white supremacy. But hey, what do I know? I'm just saying I thought we were all equal. I thought we judge people in the content of the character. But it turns out, apparently, um, if you're a straight white guy, the NFL doesn't. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they do now. I just know. What does this mean? I I get I get so confused. So the NFL is gay. Football is gay. It was uh, it was declared by the NFL that in fact football is gay. Um, I'm not making this up. I'm not trolling anybody. Uh, I didn't do this. The NFL did this. And I was thinking um, there's a commercial. We should probably watch this commercial uh, because it's impressive. I'm um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up this pretty dope commercial for you and and we'll watch it together and see. Um where where we derive the idea that the NFL is gay. Let's see what you got. Football. Alright, football. We can start there. That's cool. Oh.
1: Whoa. A little loud for y'all. Sorry about that. Football is <laughs> Just right at it. Football is gay, y'all. Hold up.
0: Okay, lesbian, beautiful, queer life. Ah, it's so fast. Football is freedom. Football's American, y'all. It's accepting. Okay. LGBTQ plus youth. I can't ever say LGBTQ plus. It, there's too many letters and it changes too, too often. Uh, youth with at least one accepting
1: adult have 40% lower risk of attempting suicide. Forty Huh. It's almost like it's almost like there might be mental issues, mental health
0: issues related to uh, some of these challenges facing LGBTQ plus youth. All right. Trevor Project. I assume Trevor (laughs) Trevor was probably somebody Who uh, committed suicide, which is wildly unfortunate, to be honest with you. I hate that people feel like that's the only path forward there. Uh, Football's gay. It's lesbian. Let's see what else. Beautiful? Okay. Queer life. Exciting culture. Transgender heart. Power tough. Bisexual. Man, they're moving fast. I'm having to pause like click, 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 click.
1: Strong freedom. American. Accepting. Everything. Football is everything. All right. Um,
0: I thought you know, it seems to me that it's really odd that right now it's uh, the end of June, early July, and we're months out from the football season. It's an interesting time to drop this. I'm I, I, football, the NFL. If you're tough, if you want to, if you want to, if you really want to get this message out, why don't you do this whenever the season's about to start up? Let's go ahead and do this right before the season starts and really push this this value set onto your fan base because you know the nfl is by far he's got the highest ratings of any uh professional sport in the united states um in fact the most valuable sports franchise in all of the world that's including soccer and football and cricket and uh, i don't even whatever hockey and all these things in the entire world think about how big soccer is in the world but the most valuable sports professional sports franchise is the Dallas Cowboys. The last time I looked it up, they were worth about five billion dollars. Um, if you look at sports in general, uh, I think it was four or five of the top ten most valuable franchises were NFL teams. Um, and so it, it's amazing to me. I mean, there's there's definitely there's there's money being made here. But I think if we're being honest with ourselves, if we're really being honest with ourselves. I suspect the NFL would not release this just prior to the beginning of the season because they know that this is not going to play well with the ratings. Um, I didn't know, first of all, that a sport could be gay. I didn't know that a sport was a man or a woman. And I certainly didn't know that some man out there was having sex with it. I didn't know that the NFL could be gay. Um, I thought it was an organization related to a sport. Um, I didn't know it was inherently gay. Maybe they're saying it's gay like uh, people say Barbara Streisand is uh, big in the gay community. Um, maybe they're insulting it. Maybe I don't think the NFL would insult their own sport and using the, the term gay like a lot of people would back in the 90s, uh, early 2000s, or pretty much any teenager today still. Um, I didn't know that, that first of all, that that an organization could be gay, but secondarily, I didn't know that the sexual orientation of individuals needed to be highly publicized. I don't understand that. I really don't. I don't understand the concept around sharing as a source of, of identity one's proclivities um, for sexual activity. Um, in fact, I, 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 I challenge people to maybe not worry so much about sharing whether or not they're gay or straight maybe just live your life and let the way you live your life be who you are. But then again, maybe I'm now See, maybe I'm, you know what? I might be falling into the code switching trap. It's very possible that I've just required a ton of people to, um, or maybe not required, but ask of a ton of people to engage in code switching, which I've learned is terribly detrimental to one's mental health. Um, despite the fact that the NFL tells me that, uh, Apparently, there's a high suicide rate amongst, uh, you know, um, I guess non-gender conform. I don't even know what you call it anymore. Not straight people. Um, Jeez, this thing is getting so complex. I heard the other day, I heard somebody trying to explain that if you're a man who dresses as a woman and identifies as a woman and is attracted to women, then you're a lesbian. That just sounds like what we used to call that back in the day. was just like uh, somebody with some kink, a little freaky deaky guy. But now that's a big deal. I don't know. See, this is the thing. Now I find myself broadcasting to the world um, talking about people's sex lives, which I I don't. That's not something I would generally do. But apparently this is a big part of pop culture. Who knew? I, I didn't. I didn't expect it. Um. But there you go, y'all. If, you, if, you're big, if you're a big NFL fan, you know what? I'll be honest with you, too. Like I used to like football. I, I played football. When I was in high school, I played football. I was a mediocre uh, offensive guard, defensive tackle. Um, I, was, I, I played at what we call a 4A uh, football team in, in Texas, and uh, I wasn't great at all. Uh, I, I was uh, overweight and put in a position because I was a bigger fella um if if i'd been in shape i definitely wouldn't have played on the offensive and defensive line um because my frame is not one for that generally speaking i was mediocre though; i wasn't terrible um and i enjoyed it and i thought it was fun but then i started watching i I watched a lot of pro football in my early adulthood and i i I enjoyed it but then i stopped for a while and then I, i met other adult males do I have to say that they preferred having sex with women. I don't know if that's relevant, but it seems like it always might be relevant now. Um, apparently, that little tidbit of information is constantly on the the front of minds of everyone. Who do you sleep with?
1: Anyhow, I used to hang out with some dudes that
0: like football a lot. One in particular was a Chicago Bears fan, and um, he used to get so angry, like physically aggressive, if the Chicago Bears lost a game. He told me a story one time that he wanted to break something because they had lost. And so he went into his attic and he found some old chairs
1: and started throwing them around and break them just to get his anger out. Um, I That sounds like mental illness to me. Um, I don't know why you would put that much stock into
0: some a game. Number one, much less what we learned. Here we go. I mean, Ellen came out in the nineties, but we just learned that the NFL came out as gay. I didn't know it was a gay game. So this guy, and he wasn't exactly the most progressive minded guy on earth. He would probably, um, be really angry that the NFL was gay. And so I I don't know, man, I, I I gotta say y'all, if, if you're really into the NFL, I don't really, I don't get it anymore. Um, sorry about that. Y'all I just closed a, a tab. I didn't mean to, but if you're really into the NFL, I I can't, I can't, I can't roll with you anymore. I just don't understand it,
1: but whatever. Let's, let's move on to something (laughs) a little less gay. Um, I, you know, you hear a lot now about systemic
0: racism and I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by the concept that uh, there are a lot of states. Let me, let me slow my roll a little bit. So there are a lot of states that are talking about doing uh, voter ID laws, which seems like a no brainer. Almost everybody in the world does it because that's like saying, like, Okay, let me back it up. So I hate saying that every other country in the world does something because that's the constant argument for socialized medicine, which at this point, I don't even know where I'm at on socialized medicine, to be honest with you. It seems like the entire medical industry, in my opinion, is a scam. Um, So who knows what's the best approach? But I do know this. I know that um, that the, the I was looking around and, and every just about every country in the world requires identity, an ID card to show up and cast a vote in, in, in a democracy or republic. Anywhere there this voting that occurs, um, an ID card is required in almost every case except for the United States. Um, and we do the exact opposite. We, we we will mail anyone a ballot. We'll mail ballots out to people that used to live at houses and don't live there anymore. I mean, this last year, we mailed ballots out to pretty much any address that we had. If there was a name associated, many states were just sending ballots out. And so a lot of states, Republican states, and I don't like Republicans either. So don't get hung up on that. But Republican states are are creating laws that are going to require identity ID cards in order to vote. And uh, one of the things that Democrats are saying is that that is um, it's racist. It's racist to require the presentation of a driver's license uh, when
1: somebody goes to try and vote. Now, the left has done this a lot lately. They'll claim some
0: random stuff as racist. Um, Driver's license is one of them. I mean they'll tell you all kinds of things are They'll tell you math is racist. Getting correct answers at school is racist. Um having good grades is racist. Uh showing up on time is racist. Showing up on time is racist. I I don't know I, I don't apparently everything is is some sort of shadow, um reflection, some sort of a specter of systemic racism in the United States, 100% of all things up to, and including the, the concept that two plus two equals four is racist. And so I got to explore a little bit. And I I really wanted to dig into the idea the argument of why, why is the the concept of getting a driver's license? Why, why do some people consider that to be a racist idea? Um, but whenever I did that, what I came across is the story about OJ Simpson. So this isn't going to be a whole lot about racism. Um, I came across the story about OJ Simpson and it turns out OJ and if you don't know OJ Simpson, actually, here's the thing is I think everybody knows who OJ Simpson is, but not for what if you, if you, I would say around 30 years old or younger, you almost only know OJ because he, by all accounts, with the exception of the jury trial he faced, uh, killed his wife uh, and her man friend who was quite a young boy actually, but uh, he basically uh, darn near beheaded his, his, his wife. And so what I know OJ for is different. I don't know him as a football player because I'm not quite that old, but I did know him from uh, commercials running through the airport. He used to do a commercial for a rental car company and he would run through the airport and he'd be jumping over people, pulling their luggage and all kinds of stuff. Um, but what I really remember him best for is his role Uh, as Nordberg in the Naked Gun movie. Um, And he was always, he always comes across, even after his uh, most recent incarceration for some sort of dispute, I think there was a gun involved and this guy's just got the weirdest life. But even after that, uh, I watched his, his most recent parole hearing and he seems just like he is the most charismatic dude on earth. I just don't necessarily think you want to make him mad. He seems to have some anger issues. And so, uh, anyhow, it turns out that OJ's become kind of a, a cultural icon for his role in being uh, a murderer, pretty much. And so I, I looked up this driver's license story by accident and, and I got to it. And it turns out that OJ Simpson's driver's licenses, two of them, went on auction not in, in 2017, I think, yeah, 2000, July 20th, 2017, um, there was an article written about O.J. Simpson's <clears throat> driver's license going up for auction. And so it, this article reads as follows. Uh, two of O.J. Simpson's California driver's license are going up for auction later this year. A California auction house announced uh, hours before Simpson's uh, Nevada parole hearing, which he got granted, um, was set to begin on Thursday. SCP Auction spokesperson uh, Terry I don't Mel, Melia Melia uh, told USA Today Sports that the licenses were submitted for auction by a former Simpson bodyguard. Despite how you feel about OJ Simpson, there remains a fascination about him with collectors, Melia said. Uh, one license was issued in June 1995 as OJ Simpson was on trial in the murder case with his ex-wife and her friend um that license which lists the former address of oj simpson enterprises in los angeles is expected to fetch five thousand or more five thousand dollars five thousand dollars for a license i actually think it might be worth more than that (laughs) it's probably a pretty good investment if you drop five g's on oj simpson's old driver's license i think you're probably getting a heck of a deal on this your beats having a football card right uh, the other license, which will be auctioned separately, was issued in 2000, and uh, Melia said that one would likely go for around 1500. I'm not going to lie. If I was going to spend money on one of these two, I'd definitely want the one that was issued in 1995. Now, the thing about OJ is, it, it, this isn't just an OJ thing. I thought about this with everybody, every celebrity, not necessarily celebrity, but <coughs> excuse me, but like high-level celebrity. politicians. Um, the, it struck me, does George Bush, for example, does he have a driver's license? does um i don't know uh, does madonna have a driver's license if these people have driver's license how do they get them i assume there's got to be a power of attorney or something you get a, a lawyer to go up there and get your driver's license but when you're talking about an id card how do you get an id card without doing it in person and if if you got to do it in person is there a place is there a time is there a, a, a space in, in, on on earth where you can go up and and see Somebody like Bill Clinton standing in line at the DMV to get his driver's license? You know there's not, so they've got to have these like special connections and stuff. I just want to know how it works. It's not so much that um, I'm concerned about it. I'm just fascinated by the process. How on earth does a high-level celebrity get a driver's license? Um, at any rate, see, I'm looking and I'm looking at this ID. I'm going to zoom in a little bit here. I'm looking at this ID on and I'm trying to find out. Does that look like a generic background? It does look a bit like a generic background that
1: you might get if you go to the DMV and take a picture. Is that the same picture? That's the same picture two times.
0: So you can see he's got, he's got the same shirt on. He looks exactly the same. So that's the same picture two times, which I understand because my driver's license, like. 18 years old my i had it so in texas you can update they do these different intervals and uh mine was due right in the middle of covid so they just said do it online and so my picture i'm i'm like slim and trim and handsome and young i got a full head of hair that bald spot's not there yet damn crying shame um but anyways i you know apparently if you want to drop you want to drop a couple g's you can go pick up yourself an oj simpson driver's license which if you do um i think this is a wise investment i see i mean five thousand dollars that's like what is that now it's like a fraction of a bitcoin i mean how many bitcoins at like 30 grand you're talking about one sixth of a bitcoin instead of having that digital currency you could have you an oj Simpson driver's license which is pretty dope i also thought it was odd that in those five years he went from weighing 212 to 225 which i mean that happens i get it he was born wow the dude was born in 1947 or i'm sorry yeah 1947
1: I didn't even guess he was that old. What's that put him at? 72? No. Seventy four. OJ Simpson's 74 years old. That's crazy. Um, but again, I,
0: I I guess you can't get it now, but if you I hope I wish I knew who bought it. Like I really I need to do some research on this and figure out who on earth picked up OJ Simpson's driver's license because uh, I think that was a heck of an investment. Somebody somebody could see the future with that one. That is a stone cold genius move. Um, not exactly fitting directly into our theme here, the uh, wokeisode, but uh, definitely something that's a worthwhile check. I, I think everybody should should uh, at least know that Joe OJ Simpson's driver's license was estimated to go for five thousand dollars back in uh, two thousand seventeen, and I hope it did. I really do. Um, but uh, what are you gonna do? So let's let's get back on the woke train and let's talk a little bit about Nickelodeon. This ties very. I probably should have bumped this up against the NFL story if I was thinking a little bit, but uh, I wasn't. So here we are. We're going to talk about uh, Nickelodeon. So Nickelodeon has a bit of a challenge on their hands. Nickelodeon decided to start doing some woke programming. Um, oh, wokeelodeon here on the wokeisode.
1: <laughs> We're going to talk about them.
0: These dudes are uh, they're special cats because. They, it seems that they've gone out of their way to do some really ridiculous stuff um, in their programming. Um, I've got, I got the story right here. We can look at it. Apparently, uh, Blue's Clues aired an episode where drag queen sings about gay and lesbian marriages, plus it includes non-binary in- individuals. Now, I remember this story coming out. Uh, I used to uh, have some cause to see Blue's Clues from time to time and i can tell you that it wasn't necessarily um a great show but what are you going to do so blues clues i would guess their prime demographic is somewhere around 3 to 7 3 to 6 years old something like that uh but blues clues is teaching kids uh about gay lesbian marriages plus uh non-binary individuals and and this is a scene this is real i remember this coming out this is a scene from blues clues um i guess they had a gay pride Parade or something, but what's most interesting when you're looking at this? What's most fascinating about this particular picture? This is a new level right here. This is a new level of detail that seems this. You know they're signaling to a very specific demographic whenever they're they're doing what they did in this picture. Now this is just is a family of beavers. I gotta assume that it's either two dad beavers or two mom beavers, and there's somehow kid beavers. I don't really get it, to be honest with you. Are they adopted beavers? Did somebody adopt beavers? Can you adopt beavers? I get, in Blue's Clues, it's Blue's Clues. All right, I got you. Whew. So, in Blue's Clues, we have a family of five beavers, presumably three of which are adopted beaver kids. One kind of looks like a beaver mom, and the other one a beaver dad. I don't know. One of them's got a heart rainbow Tattoo on its face or band-aid looks like Nelly from back in the day, but with rainbow with gay pride gay pride beaver Nelly um it, But the the beaver that catches my attention most is the beaver on the far right When you look at the beaver on the far right You're I want you to focus n- Not on the beaver teeth or the beaver hat and then the beaver's hat is a backward It looks like a backwards ball cap with a, a, a pride flag on it gay pride flag on it But I want you to look at the beaver's chest, because this is, uh, I remember when this happened, there was a lot of discussion around this particular beaver's chest, because you'll see that there are two lines on the beaver's chest, kind of darker lines. And apparently what this is supposed to represent is what's called top scars. Now, top scars are scars that I'm going to do the best that I can to to explain this. I'm not an expert on top scars or uh, beaver gender change or anything like that. But what my understanding is that top scars are scars that are left whenever someone transitions from being female to, I don't, male? It feels like there's a difference there. I, okay, female to male, and they have their breasts removed. So this beaver presumably had breasts over their fur, and they had to get said furry breasts uh, removed and was they were left with a scar, which is weird because this also looks like I guess it's a kid beaver, and I know that changing genders at early ages is apparently all the rage if you're a lefty. Um, but yeah, so I guess uh, I guess g- beaver gender change is a big deal in the community. Um, Blues Clues is repping on the the trans beaver gender change with the top scars. Uh, new level there, Nickelodeon. But hey, I digress. That was Blue's Clues going woke. Uh, apparently, My Little Pony has a gay pony named Sappho, Sappho or Sappho. I'm not sure. There's two p's there. I don't know if one. If it's all the f sound, I don't know. Um, Sappho. We'll call him Sappho, the gay pony. Sappho, the gay pony. Um, which I don't know. I'm not sure exactly how you know Sappho's a gay pony. I don't know that. Whether or not the ponies are engaged in sexual relations on My Little Pony, I'm not sure at this time. I don't watch My Little Pony. I haven't seen My Little Pony, but I got to assume, and I could be wrong, but I got to assume that there's no, not yet any gay sex in My Little Pony uh, on display, or that would have been here rather than just a picture of Sappho the gay pony. Uh, maybe Sappho walks around talking about being gay. I also think it's weird that all of these um, little cartoon critters have like stereotypical characteristics like you can't have a gay pony that doesn't just have like an emo haircut three piercings in its ear and a tattoo on its butt but hey what am I what am I going to do They'll at some point they're going to accuse us this is hilarious they're going to accuse people regular folks of being some sort of uh, hate filled people because my little pony had stereotypical gay stuff instead of like binary gay stuff there's just trust me at some point we will have been guilty for what my little pony has done to this gay pony by gay pony. I mean, cartoon character that has been given gay traits, apparently. And then in Arthur, I didn't even know Arthur was still in the, I thought Arthur was a PBS show, but Arthur, I think is an aardvark and Arthur. Uh, there was an episode where they had a gay wedding, which is interesting to me because if one's going to take this to its logical conclusion, apparently these two aardvarks are going to have some gay sex later and they want kids to know that that's fine. And I don't understand, I do understand, that's not true. I believe wholeheartedly that this is an intentional move. I think that the, there are people in this country that are intentionally targeting children for this psychological operation to uh, try to normalize uh, aberrant behavior. Um, I think that they are going out of their way to try to normalize what is deviant behavior in in a uh, scientific application of the word deviant, meaning that it deviates from the norm. Um, let's talk when we're talking about bell curves, you have most people in the middle there where you you have standard, normal, common, whatever you want to call it, more, more common behavior. And then you have this deviant behavior, this deviates from the norm. And I think they're trying to uh, normalize that for children. I don't know why that's the intent, but it certainly uh, appears to be. So let's carry on. This is all about ratings. I apologize here. I went I went off because I am fascinated. Well, I can't carry on just yet. That's not, well, let's read the article. I think that'll do us best. Best served if we read this article. There we go. There's growing evidence that uh, Nickelodeon's hard push to promote the LGBTQ+, plus, they left the plus out here, agenda to children is having a negative impact on the network's ratings. In the last two weeks, both Nickelodeon and its preschool target network, Nick Jr., have released videos championing championing trans queer and pansexual inclusion uh one video that sparked mass outrage depicted a cartoon version of a drag queen nina west singing about various lgbtqia there you go that's what i'm talking about this is why i get confused by your acronym because you change all the time groups uh loving loving each other so proudly on blues clues and you a show for two to five-year-olds. I was close on the Target demo. I was a year off, a little year over each. Um, that same video showed a female to male transgender beaver who appeared to have post-operative surgical scars on its chest. Told you. In a separate live-action video, uh, Nickelodeon posted to YouTube last week, West explains the meaning behind the various LGBTQ. See, there's no plus here. you miss the eyes. This is just all over the place. Pride flag. Uh, through a song. I've got that song for y'all. We're going to watch that video. Heck yeah. Not the whole thing because it's a little redundant. Um, the latest video comes after the network began uh, overtly celebrating Pride Month uh, several years ago and implied in 2020 that its most most popular character, SpongeBob SquarePants, is gay. This is See, this is one thing that annoys me quite a bit. And I've heard a term lately called gay baiting. Um, people went after Billie Eilish, the uh, child singer for gay baiting. And that's where, um, you get people pretending to be gay or saying that things are gay or implying gayness, uh, in order to, to curry favor with the, uh, gay and gay rights community or LGBTQ I, a squared community. Um, and so anyhow, the, the, the point is that I got really annoyed when JK Rowling, JK Rowling did this with Dumbledore. She, she said Dumbledore was gay. Dumbledore wasn't gay. Dumbledore was asexual. Spongebob isn't gay. Spongebob is asexual. Uh, his little buddy Patrick is not gay. He's asexual. They, these are not sexualized things or characters. They might be now. Spongebob might be. And that little starfish dude. I think it's Patrick. I never watched Spongebob either. Um, They might be overtly gay in the TV shows now, but that wasn't the intent. The company also recently announced that the reboot of Rugrats, a popular series that originally ran throughout the 1990s and 2000, to 2004, That's weird. They said 1990s to 2004 was it 99 or 91 because that's a big difference. Uh, We'll feature a single lesbian mom. Uh, Natalie Morales, the actress who plays the character commented, I think it's just so great because examples of of living your life happily and healthily out as a queer person is just such a beacon for young queer people who may not have examples of that. Whatever, dude, that's fine. But these things come at a cost, But uh, and, and the cost seems to be, here we go, since July of 2017, that's when this all began, uh, Nickelodeon's viewership has dropped from 1.3 million average viewers per week to a June of 2021 average uh, of only 372,000. So you've seen, <laughs> they've lost, what does that work out to? Uh, one, two, three, 75% of their audience. In only four years, Nickelodeon has dropped more than two thirds of its audience, and they're editorializing here a little bit. Um, that's catastrophically bad for the the cable channel, but with uh cable on the way out, maybe it's not so bad. The catch here is that uh the catch here is, in fact uh that bad news and perhaps worse simply because Nickelodeon seems to be primarily the primarily excuse me, I'm butchering this. The primary driving force behind new subscribers, Paramount, Paramount Plus. So I guess they're trying to go to Paramount Plus. That's fine. Whatever. Um, good for them. But the point is the ratings are in the, the toilet right now. Um, and largely because of some of these woke moves. Uh, let's check out. I got this video for you. I think you're going to enjoy it. Oh, wrong one. I got this video for you. I think we're going to enjoy it a little bit. We'll watch it um, at least here in the beginning. I'm going to stop it a little bit because I don't know about strikes here. I'm not exactly sure, but what you see here is certainly a transgender. This seems to be, by the way, this is ridiculous. Have you ever noticed that, that a lot of transgender people, we spent years, decades hearing that women can, they're not the stereotype, it's not just about dresses and hair and makeup, but then when you see somebody dressing up as a woman, it's always the stereotype. It's impressive to me. So the pride flag is a rainbow, a symbol in the sky. All right. So this is, by the way, I don't, we we added this new pride flag. you got the white triangle here, which is interesting. Um, didn't understand that from the earlier story about the NFL, but there you go. Hey, what do these colors mean? Let's hear it. Living is a gift
1: means healing, and we have to persist in working to heal the world and healing ourselves. Okay, <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna say? Yellow
0: means sunlight because you gotta shine bright. You do, you gotta shine bright. Everybody knows that means nature, and we gotta fight. That's a hard. That's a hard truth right there. That's a hard truth. For real, dude. Like I'm supposed to take this seriously? If, if you can't see that this is targeting children for some sort of uh, miseducation, then I don't know what to tell you. Happy Pride, everybody. Okay, that's enough of that. So, um, this this is um, Nickelodeon's uh, 9.3 million subscribers get to uh, see this super awesome song. If you want to check it out, by all means, go there. You can see the whole thing. Um, I'm guessing they're doing all right over there at
1: Nickelodeon, though. Uh, they don't need my support. Um, yeah, there you go. Nickelodeon, man. Um, they're trying to take your kids. They're trying to teach your kids. They're trying to do what they're trying to do.
0: Um, I really hope that one day this madness stops. But I digress. Let's go to the last one. Let's talk about our sissy general. Uh, we have this gentleman here. This is, uh, oh my gosh, his name is escaping me. Um, general Mark Milley. Mark Milley is uh, the Joint Chief of Staff. He's, he's This is the guy in charge of the entire United States military um, after the president of course, unless you're Donald Trump, in which apparently it doesn't really matter. Um, so this this cat right here said, "quote I do not know why everyone keeps saying the army is woke. I'm offended." Well, as long as, I love this meme by the way. This is one of the best memes ever. Um, there's another great one where he's wearing uh like long manicured fingernails of paint on him and lipstick. This is great. So this dude. He was testifying in Congress, and and uh, people were saying that the military's gone woke because they have. If you haven't seen the army commercials, um, I strongly suggest you check them out because they are ridiculous. I don't have them for you today, but uh, they're they they've been covered ad nauseum. Um, this guy goes to Congress, and and he he acts just beside himself. I can't. I am offended. I am offended that you called the United States military woke. <laughs> in the meantime, I've never in my life. I was looking at this guy's side patches here. If you look at his patches, the oh, where am I? If you look at his patches, you can see that that at some point he he was responsible for paratroopers and special forces. It never in my life have I ever been less intimidated by somebody who's an authoritative position in the military who has an association with special forces than I have with this guy. This cat right here is a stone cold sissy and I don't care. I don't care what offends him. He's a pump. This dude is a stone cold, ideologically driven piece of trash. Um, Much like myself. Um, I, I love that he's offended. I love that he got his feelings hurt and I love that people immediately took his picture and made him just completely woke up, just woked him out here. Um, if you, if you're a believer in the woke stuff, I, you're, you're one of two people, you're either a liar or you're an idiot. And that's a fact. Um, if you accept the idea that all, all this woke nonsense with systemic racism and systemic, um, oppression and, and, you know, we need to have these, these, uh, interventions by the government to root out all these evil, evil people driven by white supremacy. Um, then you are. Absolutely, without a doubt, useless. Um, and you're you're probably got daddy issues, actually. I'll bet that's what it is. Your your dad was mean to you, or he wasn't there, and you're just really angry and you want to lash out at the system. Well, I'll tell you what, General, you can go screw, buddy. Um, I think this guy's a complete pile of trash, and I, I would love to let him know. Um, I hope at some point he hears about this, or if I get it, some some confluence of events allows me to have a serendipitous meeting with old uh, Secretary General uh, Milley. I would absolutely love to let him know what I think about him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there you go. I don't know what else to say about it. This dude's a stone-cold piece of trash. Uh, he deserves 100% of all the flack that he's getting, and I genuinely hope the worst for him. I really do. Actually, you know what I hope is I hope that he learns the error of his way and changes his tune a lot. And I hope that he uh, comes to his senses and does the right thing. But in the absence of that, and with the perpetuation of the same behavior that he's currently engaged in, I wish him nothing but the absolute worst. Um, so there you go. There you go. We'll leave it at that today, fellas, uh, ladies and gents. We're gonna peace out. I greatly, truly, deeply appreciate all of your help, all of your support. Make sure you take this and you sh- you share it. Number one, uh, if you're on if you're a YouTube v- viewer, hit that like button below. Uh, share it with your friends. Help support somebody who's going to gonna sit here and have a good time at the expense of the establishment. Um, I'm happy to do this. I'm going to do this every single night, every single weeknight, with the exception of Wednesdays. Uh, and don't forget, on Wednesdays, you can check me out at Old Man Focus Podcast. We're going to be uh, doing our thing over there every Wednesday. We we actually start at 8 o'clock on Wednesdays. That's a couple of hours, usually an hour and a half to two hours show. Uh, you can catch that on YouTube, Twitch, and DLive. Otherwise, Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. You can catch me right here for sure. I wish you all the best. Please have a an absolutely wonderful uh, rest of your, your, your evening. And I'll, I'll catch you right back here on Thursday, same time. We're looking at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Y'all have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day.